TGH The Good House presents Say Something Good, an all-new podcast dedicated to good news, good people, and good stuff. Hosted by Sean Patrick and Karen Nozost. Hey everybody, welcome to Say Something Good. I'm Sean Patrick and I'm here with Karen Mills Austin. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. What <laughs> is your post-Easter intention? Oh, you know, I have been... I've set an intention to go deeper in my in everything that I do, all my practices. Mm-hmm. So um, last night I remembered to affirm the truth of my beingness. I don't always mm-hmm. do that. Uh, and it's the same thing of me praying. Uh, so that's what I did last night. I, I do it in the morning. I pray, I meditate, I do all that kind of stuff. And I also do it throughout the day. Yeah. So um, the evening time is where I may fall asleep or do something. So I really do want to rise in, in that, mm-hmm. um, in, in my practice. And there's always an opportunity to go deeper with our practices. Yeah. What about you? Um, so if your word is deeper, my word mm-hmm. is further. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I do feel, and, and this Obviously, in, in the UK, we have that we've, you know, the, we have these really beautiful long days in the summer and it stays yeah. bright. Um, so there just seems to be so much more expansiveness around the fact a day goes, daylight goes from being 10 till 3 till, mm. you know, almost like 16 hours, 17 hours a day. Yeah. And just with that, it just does feel like there's this huge amount of time that you get to grow and expand in. And for me, every year until that hour goes back in October, um, it's where the best of my year gets done. And um, oh, yeah. I know for me, it's um, it's you and I continuing with our great project, Good Flourishing. Mm-hmm. It's continuing to work with some incredible authors. Yeah, it's to go further than I've gone before yes. during this time period. So... Well, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. I really am. I love this. Yeah. You know, I use these words deeper, wider, higher. Uh, And I I don't say further, but I could put that in there. Yeah. Wider, higher, further. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we should get some nicknames because we've already got Flourish and Flow. Uh And now we can be (laughs) deeper deeper and further. But, yeah, that is the summertime has begun. Um, Mm -hmm. I know it's not officially the summer season, but we are now in BST, British summertime. So I take the seven months. I take the seven months. It's really beautiful. Isn't it so, it's so interesting that we have these seasons and we have an author who is writing about all of these seasons. I can't wait for her book to come out uh, because there is a cycle to life, isn't there? Yeah. And what, yeah. And it also, allows me to remember that sometimes it's correct for it to be dark, you know? Yes. Like yes. not saying I'm going to like the world never stays in winter, mm-hmm. but it's correct. It has it. And that's yes. such a great metaphor or, yes. or analogy. And, you know, yeah. you know, I have this 
huge tree in my backyard. And I always think about you when the leaves begin to bud and to burst because I know that it's April time because yeah. you must have come here. Or oh, I, I did that yes. for Revelation. And you want to know right. what? Uh-huh. And I got to come back soon because after that, we've got into this habit where I come in October or November. Yeah. So, no, and my favorite trip was that one in April. So I got to get there in, in April. I got to get yeah. there in the spring or the summer. So yeah. um, April, May, June, something like that. I yeah. don't want to be there when it gets too hot. Not too hot. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe May. Maybe next month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll work. We should think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jumping into the, this week's um, good news stories. So first one, man who didn't read or write until his late teens has become Cambridge's youngest black professor. Oh, my I, um Yeah. He had a uh, processing cognitive delay uh-huh. and he, um, yeah, he didn't read or write. And he's now a, a professor at one of the most prestigious universities. I love stories like this um, I do too. because we hmm, how am I going to put this we're in we're in a time frame right now where we give reverence to people's um struggles and trauma and difficulties which is so correct and that doesn't take away when somebody flourishes you know that that yeah. still gets to be a thing that somebody yeah. flourishes and I, and I love that yeah and you know when we talk about you just talked about there being a season that sometimes there's a season mm-hmm. there's a time when there's darkness um, there's a song that we sing a seed will need the darkness to turn into new life mm-hmm. and we and different people have different ways that they flourish yeah and this is this is beautiful uh, that's why we get to keep going. We get yeah. to keep going no matter what's happening because we have no idea what's possible. Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a great story. And it's. Um, I spoke about this in some interview I did like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, something that people hardly ever talk about is post-traumatic growth, mm-hmm. which is actually when because something happened to us, we flourish so much more on the other side. It's not how it is for everybody. And of course we know about post-traumatic stress, but post-traumatic growth is a thing also. And actually there is a whole body of work, group of people who are flourishing, not in spite of, but because of something. Yeah. And that, and that's a spiritual principle. Like that's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Yes. I, yeah, I love this story. Um, <laughs> next one is definitely lighter. Do you remember the live action Cinderella with Whitney Houston and Brandy? I Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, I loved that. Um, but Brandy and Paolo Mon- Montalba- Montalban, um, mm-hmm. they are reprising them roles in the new Descendants movie. So they are Cinderella and Prince Charming 20 years later. Oh, that's beautiful. It's going to be so cool. Yeah. And I've seen a picture of it like, Brandy's got this gorgeous, like long braid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so cool that they're they're reprising they're reprising them roles because yeah. I loved that. And it will be interesting to see what happens after if they lived happily ever after. Yeah, that's if they yeah. Have the skills to live happily ever after. You know. Yeah. 
So um, I think it will be cool. I think it will be fun. And I'm just very happy that they've chosen that Cinderella and Prince yes, Charming. Yes. George Costanza was in that movie. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm not remembering him in that Yeah, movie. he was the guy that was like announced the prince was giving the ball. Oh, of course, so of course. He was I like mean. the royal advisor. Yes. And Whoopi Goldberg. And of course, yes. of course, Whitney Houston. Yes, yes. Yeah. I need to go back and rewatch that. Yeah, because oh. that, was, that was fun. Do you want to know what I think as well? I think in many ways, I think the 90s, oh, you can correct me on this. I would say the 90s were inclusive. No? Oh, I am finding that the 90s on film and television were inclusive. Yes, I I think so. To look at some of the shows um, that I was watching something recently and these people, there were not any people of color in the main characters, but you saw people of color walking by or seated next to them, or maybe they had a line or two. I was really surprised. Yeah. Maybe that's not inclusive. Maybe we needed more of an inclusive main cast. Well, but we know what inclusivity looks like today. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, When I look at, um, when I look at Seinfeld, I see that there were a few um, yeah, who, there was a guy that came in um, who, oh, there was that family, remember, when George wanted to get to know people of color and he rented a movie and he, um, there was something. There was okay. something Obviously, there. Yeah. yeah. And I would have seen it because I've seen every episode. Yeah. yeah. And then there was another one where um, there's something about the exterminator and George wanted to let his, um, black boss know that he knew somebody there was there's just oh yeah oh and there was also yeah Mm -hmm. and there was also the episode where elaine wasn't sure if her boyfriend was black that's a funny yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) i we we should really do a a spiritual lessons of seinfeld one day we're a bit busy but whenever we find a weekend i'd I'd really enjoy (laughs) i'd really enjoy doing that um Here's the next news story. The luck of the Irish is seemingly real. A survey revealed that those living in Ireland experience more luck, saying that they tally on average 40 moments of luck a year, which is more than 10% than other nations. Mm. Now, I'm going to right away say that shows that you can generate your own luck. That's it. You know what I mean? Because because it's like, oh, the luck of the Irish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I don't believe it's specifically more prevalent there, but I believe because it's in the culture and languaging, that's right. More stuff shows up. That's my thought on that one. Yes, I agree. They're looking for it. They expect it. Yeah. So it shows up in their lives. I mean, these are universal teachings, you know, they're not expecting to be unlucky. They're expecting to be lucky, which is really what a wonderful way to, to live life. And they're more likely to have something happen and say that was lucky, whereas sometimes us Brits and Americans can be a little bit expectant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we can say, of course, that great thing happened to me, and I'm still going to make a complaint about that tiny part of it that wasn't perfect. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I, I love that story. Yeah. I love that because we can put anything in motion. Yeah. And why not put um, goodness in motion and prosperity and joy and happiness? Why not put those things in, 
in motion because that's our natural way of being. Yeah. So, yeah. um, that, that's, um, it's in my Amazon wish list. There is a book called the look factor, which I want to read. And it's about mm-hmm. just this. It's about ge- how, how you can generate your own look. And there's some like science and psychology behind it. It's, um, it's interesting. Yeah. So I was, um, I'd also ask somebody who is Irish. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm going to start accepting the look that is, is in, is in reservation for me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Now that sounds like Abraham Hicks, right? Well, that's true. It does sound like Abraham Hicks. Yes. Yeah, the look that is in es- what would they say in escrow, in, escrow. in the vortex. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, oh, I, I love Abraham Hicks' language of things. It's so good the way they turn a phrase at times. Yes, so, yes. It's yeah. wonderful. Um, and um, just our last one, another fun one. Um, on this week in history in 1990, um, In Living Color premiered on Fox TV. Did you oh, watch you that watched one? Yes. I've never seen In Living Color. That's, ne- that's one that's oh. never come to the... Well, as far as I know, it's never been on reruns in the UK. Yes, um, and right. And it's like it's not on any of the streaming sites. It's just one that I've not been able to find. But I yeah. love Kim Fields, and Kim Fields was in it, right? Um, I think Fields. so. No, 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 no. That was Facts of Life that she was in. No, but I also think she was in In Living Color afterwards, a bit older. You know who the Wayans were. That was their show. Jim Carrey came out of that. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, yeah. Yes, and then there were other, um, Tommy. See, that sounds inclusive. Oh, it was, yeah, it it was. It was inclusive, yes. And it was... um, these individuals continue to be so talented Mm -hmm. and um, that's something that I have not watched really on repeat, but I remember watching it when it was, um, when it was new. Yeah. You were just a little one and it was, I was was just a little one, but (laughs) I wonder how many seasons it ran for because, you know, I saw shows that must have different strokes I saw and that must have Mm -hmm. came before in living color Um, yeah yeah married with children Roseanne you won't like them ones because they're tacky (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you I did watch a little bit of Roseanne oh yeah um not one of my favorite shows Mm -hmm. and married with children I watched a little bit of it not one of my favorite shows and um, so, anyway. <laughs> what was your favorite 90s sitcom? I guess Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm a big fan. And, you know, Cheers. I started watching Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers. But Cheers, Cheers was before. Frasier, before. Cheers must have been 80s because Frasier was 90s. Oh, right, right. It was. Yeah. It was the 80s. And I would start watching it because I was watching Frasier. And I wanted to remember how Frasier... Um, you know, Frazier, his character was started in, in Cheers, and I wanted to see the evolution of Cheers. it. Yeah, and, you know, we're talking about the Cheers and Frazier ran um, 10, 11 seasons each. So um, I have yeah. Oh, that's, what, that's um, t- yeah. Yeah. Um, what I love about Cheers, I've only seen, I've only seen the first half of Cheers mm-hmm. before Kirstie Alley comes in and when... Yes. Shelley Long, please. Yes. Um, what I think is so smart about it is the whole thing happens in that bar every episode. It's like a play. It's yeah. so smart. Yeah. Um, it's that so one weird. set. Yeah. 
and they did go out a couple of times. Like a couple times, yeah. yeah but um, nine, and it was yeah, really all, clever. All it's so clever, yeah. Like on a set. I mean, on a you're watching it on a theater stage, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's yes. like little play every time because it takes mm-hmm. place in that one yes. thing. So a lot of talent oh on that show. Who knew we both loved sitcoms so much? We we need to do something with that. We need to well, do spiritual know, we, lessons we like, in sitcoms. We like to laugh, you know. That's, yeah, and which is which is fun, you know. I was because I watch. Um, what do I, I mean, I watch the Goldbergs on repeat. I watch Golden Girls on repeat. Um, I watch Friends on repeat so much when I was younger that I don't watch it anymore because I watched yeah. it so many times. You know, and, and um, I, everybody loves Raymond. Love that one. Everybody too. loves Raymond. Yeah. And you know, I didn't watch. And everybody Friends. hates Chris. I everybody. know you didn't watch. Yeah. Yeah. I know you didn't watch Friends. You were the only person. Only person in existence. And now <laughs> I saw something where Jennifer Anderson is saying that there are, I guess, the millennials are watching it now and they're not getting really good reviews. Can you think of what could have happened in Friends where it wasn't, um, where if people are watching it now, it feels dated? Well, that was not inclusive. That was a very white show, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the running joke of Monica used to be fat, and that's did, and yeah, and flashback, and and yeah, that's something which I've seen. They say hasn't dated well at mm-hmm. all. Um, but in some ways, it was very progressive. It was the first TV show to have a lesbian couple get married on mm-hmm. it was the first tv show to show a gay wedding mm-hmm. which which oh, was cool goodness. yeah um so so there were ways um that it was very progressive and there were ways that it it wasn't mm-hmm. um, and you know what i love about seinfeld is that we have that famous line that has come out of there not that there's anything wrong with that yeah, and we know what he's talking about, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> what I always think of Seinfeld is when Jerry says something and Elaine goes, Get out! <laughs> she pushes. Get out. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> I always love, I always love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But Seinfeld, I probably, the last, the last time I watched Seinfeld, mm-hmm. I think I have to give it a pause because I started to be like, Oh, I've just seen this. You know, like I, I need to give it a pause again. Yeah. But that yeah. used to be my, my nighttime, little nighttime routine. I'd watch Seinfeld and fall it's, asleep. It's yeah. really, it's really wonderful. I mean, it really is. Yeah. yeah. But I'm on the Goldbergs now. I love the Goldbergs. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I just watched that show. Oh gosh, I probably the first, the second season, and then there, there are times when I tire easily of different mm-hmm. things. And I was so excited about that show. And then for whatever reason, I stopped watching it. And I enjoyed it while I was watching. Yeah, that's um, that's one of my favorites. And um, Blackish, but Blackish is now over. We need need an influx of new sitcoms. Yeah, um, absolutely. What am I watching? Oh, the Upshaws. Have you got, that's Kim Fields. Oh, that's Kim Fields. No, but it's it's in my watch list. So I'll um, I'll download that and watch it. Yeah. yeah, Wanda Sykes. I think she's one of the creators. And then we have Abbott Elementary, right? Oh, well, there we go. Abbott Elementary. There we yes. go. Yes, yes, um, yes. 
But that's different. That's like a modern family because, you know, some sitcoms have that laugh track Mm -hmm. and some don't. And Abbott Elementary does not, which means it's not filmed in a studio. It's on location. A little inside, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we we saw Will and Grace being taped. Remember that? We day? did, we did, and we yeah. laughed. We we saw Karen put her shoes on and take them off the high heels. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and we laughed even when we heard that joke ten times because they yes, were taping yes. that scene again. So <laughs> sometimes I was like, no, that was good enough because it was a long day. I wouldn't take it back for anything, but it was a long. Yeah, day. it was a long day, and I'm remembering Norman Cousins. Right? Do you remember Norman Cousins? Great metaphysician. And he said, laughter is the best medicine. He was in the hospital and he had his wife bring in Laurel and Hardy movies. Uh, And because he said it was really, it was sad being in the hospital. And I guess he had to stay in the hospital in order to recuperate from whatever he was moving through. And, um, and he wanted to, he wanted to laugh. He wanted to have yeah. some fun. So getting out of the hospital, um, he, he appreciated, I'm sure, yeah. laughing e- even more. It's good stuff. It, it changes the chemistry of our body temples. You know, when we feel joy, when we are happy, when there's laughter moving through our veins. So we started the conversation talking about moving forward after mm-hmm. Easter. And I think our wonderful chat on sitcoms, thank you everyone for listening, yes. um, <laughs> has, has also made it clear that we're going to go deeper, we're going to go further, and we're going to laugh a lot whilst, whilst yes, we do it. We so, it's life. We get to live life. it now. Yes. Yeah. Um, until next week, say something good. Bye, everybody. Good. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Say Something Good from TGH, The Good House. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And because we want to inspire as many people as we can with these episodes, we'd really appreciate it if you'd share the show with friends or family who'd find it useful. Also, please leave us a review and let us know what you'd like to hear on the show. For more information about TGH, The Good House, who we are and what we do, please visit our website, www.tghbooks.com. 